I'm Paul Higgins, an ex-corporate executive turned business owner who for five years struggled to grow a cloud consulting business whilst battling a chronic disease. With the help of mentors and experts, I got the business model right, built a sales and marketing engine and developed a high-performing team that ended in a successful exit. I received a kidney transplant from a mate and now on my second life, I dedicate my time to helping other cloud consultants scale quickly with less effort to enjoy life. Detecting an accent, I'm an Aussie working globally from Melbourne, Australia. I interview successful cloud consultants sharing their scaling stories to give you inspiration and practical tips. I have dedicated experts Four cloud consultants on the show to save you time and money by working with the right people. If you want to scale quickly with less effort to enjoy life, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Paul Higgins. Welcome to the Cloud Consultants Show, episode number 490. Today's topic is how the one of the highest rated Zoho partners in the world built a thriving consulting business. You're going to learn their communication process, which is outstanding. And a lot of things that I haven't heard other partners doing. The second is how to exceed expectations. He gives a great story about it. And more importantly, how to only get five-star reviews. And uh, it's by doing the work, but he'll tell you more about that. And the last one is thinking time, how he does it and how it really helps to solve complex problems. If it's your first time, welcome. And if you love what you hear, please subscribe. It's for cloud consultants. So if you consult and deploy a SaaS platform, you're in the right place. If you're a regular, I'd love to hear from you. Just email me at paul at paulhigginsmentoring.com. It means a lot to me when you do and suggest either guests or topics for my solo show. And you can get all of the notes on the app you're listening to here, but you can get a full transcript at Paul higginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast episode 490. So before we go into interview with Leo, I'd like to thank our sponsors. The first is the Cloud Consultants Collective. It's a collective of cloud consultants, of course, peers uh, answering questions quicker than you can get on YouTube, Google, or anywhere else, even within your own part- partner portal. Uh, if you don't believe me, try it for yourself. Just go to Cloud Consultants Collective uh, com to join for free today. And the links will be in the show notes. And are your top performers overwhelmed and they could be so overwhelmed they might even leave you and you know how hard it is to get someone new well we've come up with an innovative solution that provides your top talent with junior talent uh, which is government funded and you can find out more at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash wfa so our guest today is lior Isaac is a highly accomplished serial entrepreneur and has a keen focus on business automation. His wealth of experience in creating and managing businesses, Lior has established a track record of success, having sold some of his ventures and still owning others. He is a business automation specialist and he possesses a deep understanding of Zoho, Zapier and Canonly, among others. And he's the founder of Amazing Business Results, a Zoho premium partner. And he really specializes in customizing Zoho systems in a unique way. And he's also got a, a fantastic approach to business, which you're going to hear about today. And he also has a fantastic YouTube channel, which trains a lot of people. And he's going to go through and explain that. And his wealth of experience in Zoho and other software solutions, he's built a reputation as a trusted advisor to partner businesses looking to streamline their operations and achieve growth. So now what I'll do is hand you over to Leo Isaac from amazingbusinessresults.com. Fantastic to have you here, Leo. Thank you for having me. 
Yeah, look, we had a fantastic conversation and I always believe that my best conversations off air should be the ones that I put on on air. So, um, you know, awesome. in the, as in the introduction, you're, you're a Zoho partner, but you're a Zoho partner that are doing things very differently. And that's why I wanted to get you on. Right. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so tell, tell me, you know, give us a quick understanding who your ideal client is and uh, what problems you'd love to solve for them. Uh, so first of all, we are really trying to concentrate on clients that we can help. Yeah. So we're not shooting everywhere. It's just to a very specific audience. We're targeting or serving clients in North America, Middle East, Australia, and West Europe. Uh, that The revenue is 1 million and more. Yeah. Those are our ideal clients that uh, they already have some systems in place. It's not perfect. And we're trying to help them optimize, create processes, create automations, just to boost things up. Right. And their sort of problems, what 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 are the, are there any common problems that you solve for? Many. Uh, so majority of the cases, companies will come from or from Zoho CRM or Zoho systems that they failed with their implementations, and. Uh, or companies that came from different CRMs or in rare cases, we see people that are using Excel. Yeah. So companies with, you know, a few millions of revenue, they're still using Excel or, you know, very basic databases, which is scary. Yes. Uh, so uh, we're basically, uh, first of all, we're trying to architect the system from scratch. Uh, we... We found that the majority of the problems with the failed implementations is that companies are talking to developers or to unqualified project managers. And the client will lead the way. The client will say what he needs based on his knowledge. And obviously, if the client knows, he will do it himself. And the developer is just implementing and doing what the client says. Okay, you want when a lead comes in, send you an email. Done. What else? And this is not really the way to go. So we start with architecting the system. As an example, when a lead comes in, I would never send an email to the salesperson because his email box is already full. So I will send him maybe a text message or a click notification, something quick that will not stay there to bug him, but he will know that it's done. And if he's not responding to the lead on time, I will send another click notification. So... I will try to do things in a different way that is more efficient and optimized to the business needs. Yeah, great. And and I believe that you got into this business because you yourself had a failed implementation. Tell us a little bit about that. I had a few. Uh, the last one that uh, caused me to to jump to the Zoo wagon, um, I spent a significant amount of money with a local Canadian company to implement a CRM for an appliance repair company that I owned back then. And and it just failed. And I knew that Zoe is a good system and Zoe can do it. It's just the people that I, I selected were not able to do it. So I took a few weeks off work. I concentrated on Zoe. I tried to understand how it works. And after two weeks, I had the system done, which before I spent tens of thousands of dollars and got nothing. And also before that, I went with Salesforce with $60,000 implementation that I got nothing from it. 
And when I saw that it's so easy to work with Zoho, I just said, you know, okay, let's have a YouTube channel. We'll show the world how easy it is to work with Zoho. They don't need to be milked by, by you know, failed developers. So this is how everything started. And people start to ask, okay, can you do it for me? And not really, it's not my job, but okay, we'll help you. And this is how everything started. Right. And how long ago was that? Six years. Six years. Right. Right. And, and you know, I, I think the key thing that we spoke about was, you know, business, business first and then the system second, right? Which a lot of people talk about, but like you said, it's by default, yeah. people get caught in feature land or get caught in the development side of things. They don't really land. understand that, it. you know, it, there's got to be change management and it, it has got to be uh, used uh, once it's it's done. How, how do you, you know, you've got enormous business experience and that obviously helps you, but, you know, t- take us through a little bit how you do the, the design work and the, the you know, making sure that you understand the business before you, you implement the system? So I think the magic, which is, if, if, if you think about it, it's not that magic, but the magic is to start from the beginning. Yeah. Companies will usually come for a quick fix. It's rare that a company will be mature enough to understand that their entire process is, is broken and they will say, let's rebuild the system. It's rare. Usually companies will say, my proposal system is bad or Lior, and this is so common. Lior, I need help to double the leads to the system. Okay, let's talk about it. Why do you need to double the leads? Because we, we need to go to 3 million next year and now we are 1.5. No problem. Let's follow the trail, the lead sources, how they're coming in, how fast salespeople respond to it, what kind of notifications the management will get when you have the slackers. I call the slackers the employees that are not attending to their meetings on time, tasks, responding to leads, follow-ups, and so on. And we follow the trail, and you will see beautiful buckets of, of salespeople that not responding to leads on time. And those Salespeople will be will have the majority of the of the lost leads. You will see salespeople that are sending proposals on time. They're doing fasta- fantastic job, but once they're sending the proposal, they ignore the person and they go back to the other leads instead of just nailing it. It's eighty percent done. Just a eh, little yes. bit more push. Yes. And this is why I like to analyze the entire process. So we start with the lead sources, how leads come in, what type of automation we need to run on on the leads that's coming in, how we're tracking them, what will be the lead assignment, which salesperson will receive the leads based on geographic location, based on product type. And we create it all the way basically to a close one. And once it's on, it's not on paper, we're doing it with Lucy charts, which is like a flow chart. And once it's on the Lucid, my team understands perfectly how it's supposed to work. The client understands it because it's all bubbles with yes. some wording beside it. Yes. And you, you know exactly the end result before you even started the project. And if someone raised a flag, eh, hey, this is wrong, or we can do it more efficiently, let's move the box. And that's it. Instead of rebuilding the system and spending so much time and effort. So and, we find it very, very effective. And, and how many of the people that you say, how it's bigger than proposals here, we've got to actually, you know, 
get a white sheet of paper and, and start again, how many people would say, no, that's sorry, that's just not for me. That's, that, that's, that's more than I want. Most people that, that are not taking the route of, of doing a proper job, most of them will have no budget for it. Yeah. And this is why we targeted companies that have one million and north. Most of the implementations that we will have on the CRM will be around the $15,000. Majority of them, some less, some little bit more, but the majority will be $15,000. They will take two to three months. The client is heavily involved in the process. It's also important to say that while we work on the CRM or any other Zoho system, we create a small section, let's say, you will have five milestones. We work on one milestone. Let's say the lead system. Yes. We'll finish it. We'll present it to the client. And then if the client likes it, we give him training. We're showing him what we did and how we did it. And it's all recorded. So in case that one day we are out of the picture, the client is not going to the next developer with, I have no idea what they did. And the developer will say, let's rebuild. Let's do it from scratch. Yes. So we're trying, we're trying to support the client along the way. So... Yeah, he will know exactly what was done and, and how to use it. And when he's happy, then we go to milestone number two and three and so on. So it's a very structured, small bites. Um, I, again, we see good success rate with, with this type of implementation. And, and from my understanding, you have clients for a long time. Like it's, you know, you said you can work with a client up to, to two years. Is, is that right? more we have we have some clients that are from the beginning of the company most of our clients will stay with us uh, for a long period of time and for, you know once we finish the process of setting up the account properly it's all we can help the client with just maintenance let's say that they need they need to have additional users they want us to check, let's say, store their backups. They want us to check that the APIs are not being consumed and they're stuck, that the emails are being delivered. So some clients were just providing the work and some clients, we also do the maintenance for them. And we are like the big brother watching that their account is working in a nice way. Yeah. And and as I understand it, you also phase those payments. So it's not a big upfront lump sum like, you know, you paid your $60,000 for Salesforce, for example, it's actually you know, small, you're doing small right. bits of work and you're actually therefore charging them in small amounts. Is that how you, yes. how you do it? Yes. For example, a lead system will cost around $2,000 with automations and follow-ups and all the, the, the cool stuff. So it's not really that expensive if you look at, at per system, it's just whenever you finish the entire system, this is, you know, eventually it's it two, three, five, two, and so on. And, and then it's starting to pile up, depending also with the customization. Also, when we're creating or architecting automation, I would like to see that the automation is going to be a huge saver. For example, if I am, as a salesperson, I need to create a proposal. I need to copy the information from the deal. I need to paste it somewhere else. And there is lots of copy-paste involved, or there is lots of time involved. I prefer to spend you know, $2,000, and then the entire team can click on a button, the proposal is pre-populated, see if it's good for you, click send. Instead of you know, spending half hour per day, and you have, let's say, 
three salespeople, and now in a year you, you know, wasted probably you know, ten thousand dollars only on this small automation. And when you're doing the uh, automations, uh, you know what what are you doing? You using uh, Deluge is the you know the native language to do those, or you're using some other form of, of software to build the automations. Yeah, that that's a great question. The base of what we do, we try to use the base of functionality. If we cannot achieve the automation with the base of functionality, because if it's the base, it will not take much time. It will be also easy to maintain. Yes. If we can do that, we will go one layer below, which will be Deluge. And if we cannot achieve it also with Deluge on, let's say, CRM, then we'll go to Creator. But I can tell you that maybe half a percent of, of the projects that we're running will be on Creator. And about maybe 50% will go to Deluge. So we're really trying to um, have a system that is will be easier to maintain and not expensive and also much quicker to develop. Yeah. And, and you know, like we said in the intro and I mentioned, you know, You've been very, very successful in business, right? You've been a really good entrepreneur. How do you balance between the three architects you've got to go and do some of the work versus the knowledge sitting in your head? How do you help with that transfer? Because a lot of owners get really, they find that very difficult, but obviously you haven't. So, you know, tell us how you do that. So first of all, I'm not the one who is doing the architecture. Uh, I used to do it in the beginning. Now we have a, a different, sometimes I'm architecting, but not much. My team members are much better than me, and I prefer that they will do it, obviously. I'm working with my team, and I'm trying to help them to complement with my business experience. In the past, so let's say in the last 15 years, I created multiple businesses. Most of them I sold. Some of them are still with me. And again, I, I, I really love business, yes. and I, I, I have no uh, formal education. It's just from losing lots of money. And this is how I, I, I evolved in, in this world. But for sure, when I'm talking to clients, I can see pretty fast, you know, the route that he's going and how I lost money because of what he's doing. And I'm trying, I just stop. Don't, don't, don't do it, please, please. Yes. Let's, let's go back because this is what's going to happen next. And it usually works well. I'm able to, to assist. And that's, that's the main reason for me for doing what I'm doing. Yeah. So and it's, it's awesome. And how have you found those three architects? Like what's, what's been your best sourcing to find those people? It's almost impossible. <laughs> um, you, you need to have, for, for my business in the zoo world, just having someone that understands, even basic understanding on the 50 zoo applications, it's almost... Almost no no one can do it because you need to spend so much time to learn them. To be an architect, you need to understand not a little bit on the 50 applications. You need to dig deeper to all the ones with certifications and so on, just to know that, that you are pretty good in those. But also you need to have business background. You need to manage employees. You need to control money. If you work with companies, let's say with 5 million in revenue, you can't be a company with half a million of revenue and deal with a company that is doing five. Yes. You, you need to have experience with those, the problems that they're suffering. Yes. And it's difficult to find people with all those, 
all, all those abilities, very difficult. So, so how, how have you, have you, you know, have you brought someone in and, and built them up? Have you built them in at that, brought them in at that no. level? Like, so, so the people that I got are, are Zoho consultants that are pretty good in Zoho that had small businesses and I complemented their, their knowledge to bigger companies. And the way that we are doing it, I don't know if you're familiar with the term thinking time. No. So thinking time, it's basically um, you're loading questions, difficult questions. And those questions will be questions that will change the way that you are operating your business. You target those questions during the day. So I create those questions and then I go to a thinking time session and the thinking time will be for me, for example, it's let's say 4 a.m. It's when my brain is not really thinking about work. No one is sending me emails. My phone is shut down. It's just me. And I will take a base, base question. Let's say, how can I raise my revenue from 1 million to 1.5 million? And then I will start running the question and I will refine it to a point that the question is actually, I can do something with it. Because how can I take my company from 1 million to 1.5? It's not really a question that you can answer. It's crap. Yes. So we dive, we refine it, refine it, refine it. And then we go into a very good question that you can actually take action on it. And when I work with, the, with, with my team, also with my developers, we every Friday we have a meeting, a team meeting, and we always go and we talk about the difficult things that no one wants to talk about. Yes. And we also ask difficult questions and the developers will have diff different questions than the team leads. And the CEO will have a different questions than the team leads, right? And we're just structuring good questions in order to provide the, the answers. You need to dig, dig, dig very deep. And it's, it's helping a, low, a lot in the, in the growth. Brilliant. And, and is that, so that's happening both uh, client side and also internal, that, that thinking time? That's more internal. Right. With, we're, we're not doing business consulting to, to clients. So again, the thinking time, it's, it's very deep, time consuming. Also, not too many people will, will go, you know, will wake up at 4 a.m. Yes. Uh, so it, it, it's usually internal between, between the team members. Yeah, yeah. Uh, living in Australia and working in the US or working in North America, I often wake at 4 a.m. So <laughs> but normally I'm on client calls and not thinking time. Maybe I need to get up at 3 a.m. Um, right. but, but I know that, you know, one of the key things is, you know, you don't have failed projects, which leads to very happy clients, which leads to great reviews on on um, Zoho platform, which you know helps helps you get more clients. What do you do? Anything right. specific for the reviews, or is it just a natural process out of you doing great work? Yeah, so we're, we're fortunate to have to have hundreds of five stars reviews. Really fortunate. We're not really doing much uh, to get those reviews. It's just about exceeding client expectations. About ten years ago. I served the client for, I worked on his project for, for six months. It was very tedious project. 
And when I finished the project, I asked him for a good review. And he said, Lior, I'm not going to give you a good review. And I said, why? I, I was on time, on budget. I gave you everything that you wanted. Why you're not going to give me a good review? And he said, because you didn't exceed my expectations. You gave me exactly what I paid for. And that was a beautiful thing that changed completely the way I see business. Yes. And I, obviously I was very upset uh, that w- when he told me that, but when, when I, you know, the ego went away and it's just me and myself, it was just fantastic oversight. And I, I changed the way that we be, do business completely. Yes. So yeah. we're just exceeding clients' expectations again and again. And we're trying to look at clients' businesses like it's our, our baby. And, and it works pretty well. Most of the time, it works pretty well. And since 2013, we, we got only, until today anyway, five stars reviews, never got even four stars review even one time. So yeah, that's, uh, that's incredible. Good. And, and, and if I just go back to what you said before, where you said, you know, you give training. So as you go into small segments, you give training. When we spoke yes. off air, you talked about, you know, the video updates you do, which, you know, to me, it's something that, you know, I think exceeds people's expectations. And it's, we used to do it when we ran our cloud consulting business, but I haven't heard of many other people that do it. So can you just you know, unpack that a little as to how you do your client communication with video, um, you know, on a, you know, on a period basis. So we're changing all the time because, because eventually it's becoming boring to me and also to the, to the audience. We have about uh, 30,000 business owners a month watching videos. So, and, and we're trying to make it interesting. We had long period of time where we had Q and a live Q and a business owners, coming to an online session, asking questions. We did a webinar where when we concentrated on one aspect of the business, gave presentation, answered questions as well. And now we are, uh, thanks to someone named David, fantastic smart person that he, during one of the sessions, he said, you know what? Not everybody can come to, let's say, 1 p.m. Eastern daytime because I have clients also in Australia, for example, and 1 p.m. Eastern daytime will not work for you and also in Europe. So he said, let's maybe you can do it over forums and people will ask questions and you will answer them with a video. That was awesome. And then we started this venture and it, it brings tons of traffic and tons of questions and you can see that every time that you're making a change in the way that you approach questions, there is more traffic and more engagement. And it's awesome. It's really nice to see that people can ask professional companies, you know, questions and they can actually get free answers, which right. otherwise they would need to pay lots of money for those answers. Because right. it, it can take me sometimes... 30 minutes, one hour to, to work on one question because sometimes they are a bit complicated and I need to create the environment on this on a demo CRM just so I can present it in the video. Yes, yes. So it takes some time, but it, it works well. And that's on YouTube? Yes. Yeah. Everything on YouTube. We have uh, over 400 videos that we produce until today. Right. And, and, that, and that's for the, the Q&A part. I was also interested in when you said, like when you've got a client, the way that you update 
the client during during the week or during the process, right? So there's no surprises, et cetera. Just take us a little bit through how you do that with video as well. We have we have two layers uh, in that aspect. So actually three. One, we have uh, uh, emails that we're sending with videos to clients depending on updates that's taking place on the Zoho platform that the clients needs to know. And we're, we're doing it every time that there is an update. Uh, we also have an academy that we created. It cost me over $100,000 to produce this academy and the videos and the content. Uh, we have there about nine courses that we give them for free to our clients so they will understand and know how Zoho works. And obviously, if they will know, they use us to save their time and not because they are hostages. Yes. And it's, a, it's very important for us. And of course, we also create the sessions with the clients where we explain to them what was done. And then, it, you know, based on the courses that they took before, they're familiar with the system. Now, the only new thing is just the features that we created for them and not the entire system. So yeah. it works pretty good. Yeah. And I think it's great because, you know, obviously you come from a business owner's perspective, but it's like if you give them everything, then they still ask for more. Whereas unfortunately, some people think, well, I'll hold back, I'll keep the code or I'll keep something so they have to work with yeah. me. And as you said, no one wants to be a hostage. I used to always laugh with airlines, you know, when they, uh, we've got an airline here in Australia called Qantas, uh, which is, you know, flies internationally. But, you know, they used to talk about the amount of people that were hostages, i.e. they only flew it because that was their only choice at the time. But as soon as someone else came along, they would flee to that and that's what happened when Jetstar came on board all of a sudden all these people left Qantas because of the poor service they were getting so I think right. it's a really solid point um, and you know I think you're like I said you you focus on the business first and you also give a lot of content both to your clients and also free to gain more clients and that's why you're one of the most highest rated uh, partners on Zoho and you've only got five star ratings because you do the work right it's um you know, often I think, you know, the difference is sometimes we spend so much time trying to do the marketing and we actually don't do the quality of work. I think this is a great example of doing the quality of work. And then by default, you end yeah. up getting marketed. So I think it's a, it's a really good pivot. So what we're going to do now is go into the rapid fire where I'm going to ask four questions and I'm going to get some rapid responses. You ready for that? Ready. Let's do it. So the first one is what are some daily habits that help you scale amazing business results? Uh, thinking time, trying to think about good questions and good answers, approach clients that I can serve and not all the clients and leverage my my team's time as much as I can so I will be free to develop the business. Yeah, brilliant. And the next one is where do you go to learn more about growing the business? I learn all the time. I, I read books and I'm I'm experimenting and trying to see if what I learned actually works for my business. It's just learning all the time. Books from smart people that already did what I'm trying to do. So no brainer there. Yeah. And the next one is what's one wish we could grant your business? Balance of work, I would say. Yeah. To be able to have the right amount of work. Usually it's or there is way too much and I'm drowning or let's say in Christmas time and so on, there is nothing. So just balance of work, which I I, I don't have the formula for that. But yeah. That's probably my wish. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, a lot of others as well. 
the last one is, you know, what do you know now about running amazing business results that you wish you had have known earlier? I wish I knew to work more about myself and less on my job. Yeah. And what would be an example of that? When you put effort and time into your knowledge, you're expanding in all the areas of your life. You're becoming a better husband, better father, better employee, better manager. You just improve. When you work on your job, you don't have time to work on yourself. So you you serve others, but you're not able to give them more value because you're not improving and developing. So I, I in the last, let's say, 15 years, I'm evolving because I learn more all the time. But before that, no one told me that I can actually read books or can, can connect with smart people and they can enrich me and I can be more than what I am. So that's, I wish I knew that much, much earlier in the, in the, in the process. Yeah. Well, look, um, brilliant having you on. I think you're, as I said, you're a great example of someone that really understands business. As you just said, then you can constantly develop and there's a reason why you're getting so many of those five-star reviews on the, the Zoho uh, partner uh, platform. It's been wonderful having you on today. Thank you, Paul. And uh, yeah, I wish you uh, all the best. Thanks, Lior. Thank you, Paul. Thank you very much. What a great interview with uh, Lior. And, you know, I think go and check out some of the reviews that he's got. Go and check out his YouTube channel. I'm sure there's things that you can learn from the way that he does business. And, uh, you know, he, he yeah, he's a great guy, a great person to interview. I really appreciate it. Why don't you share what you learned? on LinkedIn. He would love and appreciate that. Also, why don't you share it with other people? So not just if you're a Zoho partner, but if you're across any SaaS platform, I think this is very applicable. They'll love you for it. Check out our solo shows. And if you're scaling your cloud consulting business and want a blueprint, uh, just go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash blueprint and get your free copy today. And please take action to grow with less effort and more reward. Learning is just one piece of the puzzle. It is now time for action. Head to today's show page at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast. Get the links and put it into action. Head to your favorite podcast platform, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Suggest topics for me to cover at paul at paulhigginsmentoring.com. And don't wait one more minute to gain access to content, especially for you, a cloud consultant, at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash newsletter. This could be the difference between wasting time figuring it out yourself or scaling quickly with less effort to enjoy life.